again, and welcome to another episode of A Thousand and One by One, where each week we take a film out of the book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die, discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book. My name is Adam St. John. My name is Britt Reinhold Hobson. And my name is Joey Rogate. And this will be the second episode that we've done this year on a film that was once in the book, but is currently not in the book. Uh, we're, we're leaving Transylvania and we are going over to South Korea to talk about The Host, Bong Joon-ho's third movie. This will also be the first of a two-part episode in which we, uh, next time around, uh, rank all of Bong Joon-ho's feature films, but... Uh, before we get there, we're going to bring you some recommends this week. And Britt, I think I got to start with you because I think you're you're actively representing your uh, your pick on screen, which the, the people I, listening can't see. They can't see it, but I am happily promoting the film that I am going to recommend today. It is one of the most bonkers films I've ever seen, and it is baffling and beautiful and I think everybody should watch 1977's House or Hausu. It was directed by Nobuhiko Obayashi. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. And House follows a group of schoolgirls named, and I had to put these in there, Gorgeous, (laughs) Mac, Professor, Melody, Fanta, Sweet, and my personal favorite, Kung Fu, while they visit the home of Gorgeous's reclusive aunt and her cat. Unbeknownst to them, the house is haunted, and the girls journey through a labyrinth of bonkers experiences as they discover the secrets behind what is happening to them. This is a movie that I don't even think I can quite describe I guess it would be considered a horror comedy but somehow that feels wrong I really don't think that this film can be defined by the limits of genre you just have to experience it to understand the wonder of this film like I said it blew my mind when I first saw it it blew my bestie's mind and now we have matching house shirts which I am currently wearing and similar to the host it has quite a bit of social commentary especially for the time. And uh, that's what kind of ties it in with our lovely movie, The Social Commentary. So please go watch House. I believe it's on HBO Max or just Max, whatever it is. (laughs) And if you can't find it there, um, you'll be able to find it on Prime. You could probably find it at the library. It's it is it needs to be experienced. Please watch House. I haven't seen it. I do recognize uh, the cat because it is in the Criterion Collection. So yes, yes, yes it um, is. I definitely would have to check that out soon. Okay, great house, perfect. Joey, what are you bringing to the table this week? So I decided to recommend Ten Cloverfield Lane. Just a good monster movie, uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, starring John Goodman and. Elizabeth wants that, you know, madman holding a girl hostage because the world's hostile, maybe. And then finding, trying to figure out what's actually happening or not. I just, it's a really good movie that I enjoy that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. And, you know, wacky, offbeat monster movies are, seem, seem on brand today. One of my nice. favorite... One of my favorite YouTube channels, Cinefix, did a like a six great scene or six great shots thing, and uh, they they do a they do a whole thing on Ten Cloverfield Lane, and it's on 
like the dinner scene after they've been working on the like the the suit that they're making and uh, right. Goodman confronts them and it's it 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 it's a really I I agree with you entirely. I think that movie is is utterly underrated. Um, I think it's, it's way so better good. than the first one. Uh, oh, me too. I agree. Yeah. The first much, one so me- much. I get like motion sick watching the first one. You can't focus on anything. It's way too, way too much handheld in that for me to even enjoy. Awesome, great recommend. Well, I'm. I think mine is in in line with kind of all of these, um, and I'm 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 sticking with South Korea, and uh, we're getting on a fucking zombie filled train because we're going to talk about Yay. Train to Busan. Yes, uh, <laughs> which. Uh, uh, which came out in uh, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Uh, directed by, and this is going to be a great segue into getting some of the names wrong potentially later. So I apologize <laughs> in advance. Um, I believe his name is uh, Yoon Sung Ho. Um, and it's all about this guy who is like an uptight businessman uh, who has a really really kind of fractured relationship with his young daughter and it's it's close to her birthday and she just wants to go home to see her mom in Busan. Uh, so uh kind of begrudgingly he decides to take her back the next day in the midst of what is essentially a uh, some kind of a disease pandemic related thing that turns people into zombies and by uh, keeping basically the action focused on the train there's a lot of really great um tense moments of, of going from car to car and what are they going to do um, and it also, I'm jumping in a little bit, it also kind of ties into <laughs> Bong Joon-ho again later, when we, well, eventually when we get to Snowpiercer, because it's also trained in different compartments and all the stuff. Um, but and I think this at least was on Netflix. I'm not going to lie, I own it, so I didn't. I don't even fucking know. But that's when I first it, discovered it. Is. It is, I watched it recently. Okay, um, and that's, it was one of those things on Netflix where it's like word of mouth finally kind of got to me. It's like, you need to check out this movie, and I'm really glad I did. Um, so yeah, Train Busan. Man, I, I, really... I love that movie. I was just going to say that South Korea has some really great zombie flicks. I mean, between that and Alive and um, Kingdom, so good. Joey, anything you want to add? I don't know Kingdom. <laughs> I don't know Kingdom, so no. Good. It's It takes place during the Chosen period. It's like a, um, a if if Game of Thrones had zombies, let's say that. like it's It's a period piece with zombies, and it's so fucking good but we can cut this because it's that's not my recommend my recommend is house <laughs> well but also watch kingdom all good all good um well i'll just i'll just say that we have i think we have some sick recommends this week so we've got house 10 cloverfield lane and train to busan those are our recommends this week uh but now uh we're gonna we're gonna dump some dusty old formaldehyde down the drain and talk about the host uh the host uh, directed by bong joon ho his third feature film was written by him and uh two other gentlemen whose names i will do my best to pronounce right now uh ha wan joon and bak chul hyun i think i think that's how you say it um almost nailed it almost nailed it i'll take it i'll take it the judges have i've i didn't belly flop i'm gonna go with that um our cast. Uh, so we have Song Kang Ho, uh, who will be a recurring name we say next next time, um, plays uh, Gang Du. I love how Wikipedia describes him, a clumsy misfit vendor. Um, <laughs> I think that's really kind. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he doesn't deserve that kindness, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a lot about that character. Uh, the, the father in me has a lot of things I'd like to talk about later. Um, okay, and then... and I, I Okay, uh... 
Byun Hee Bong plays Park Hee Bong, uh, uh, Gong Du's father. Um, Park Hai Il plays Park Nam Il, uh, uh, Gong Du's brother, an unemployed university grad. Uh, Bei Duna, uh, Duna, I don't know, uh, plays Nam Ju, who is uh, Gong Du's sister, also a uh, really good uh, archer. Um, Go Ah Sung plays uh, Hyun Seo, uh, that would be Gong Du's daughter. And then the other two I wanted to shout out, uh, Paul Lazar as an American doctor who you would know as Creepy Bug Man from Sounds of the Lambs and, and other Jonathan Demi films. Um, and, and Scott Wilson, who I instantly recognized as Old Man from Walking Dead. Um, but uh, uh, so and I probably I probably left some people out that but really this is it. This is the family. I mean, this is the crew. I know that there's the two brothers who you know do things later and as they come up we can we can get to them um but if you want to shout anybody else out have at no, or, I think or, that's the, the or save the bad pronunciations to me and then I'll, all the hate will come my way that's I'm, I'm okay with that. i honestly think this is such a family film that it really it really is this core group okay cool Cool. All right. Uh, this film is no longer in the book, as I mentioned earlier, but uh, one of uh, Bong Joon-ho's film is, that would be Parasite. Um, in terms of accolades, uh, the Cahiers du Cinema uh, in 2006, this was the third best film. Also, uh, later, it would be called the fourth best film of the 2000s by them. Um, lots of, here's the thing, I didn't list them all because there was lots of Korean Hong Kong and Asian award wins and nominations. Uh, just lots of them, lots of them. So I'll, 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 I'll leave it there. Um, is this film on the IMDb top 250? Do we, do we know? Did... I didn't look. I'm going to say no. I didn't look either. I'm going to say yes. Now this is because I I listen I've been editing episodes lately and I know you were you were intentionally contentious with Brittany before when she just just to pick the opposite thing just to do it um, again one of you can be right and it is not on the list ah. um, so, so I think Joey just likes to be contentious um, I love I've me. been told this before yeah I mean I've been told this in my life unfortunately hey it's fine I can take it <laughs> um so I so but my next question is what do we what do we think about lists Brit. Are you coming around to lists? No, absolutely not. Um, but are, I'll accept. Are you further lists. away from lists at this point? It depends or are you on the closer? day. Let's be real. I'm a little chaos goblin who can't have the same opinions from day to day. So today I'm kind of like on lists, uh, more farther away from them. But, you know, tomorrow I'll probably love them. I can't keep myself straight. Well, Joey, what That's about fine. you? Love them. Need them. Or else I would fall into utter chaos. So I join me in chaos. I was looking. I was looking for like a a, a horror film of the like two thousands list, and I found some. I didn't like it, and then I found one that had like it was like the best monster movie of the two thousands. Oh. But here's the thing: there were also some shit films on that list too. And Fair. so I was looking around, and I found a list that uh, it, it's just I I just want to go through it because I'm I'm fascinated by the list. So. When Quentin Tarantino was promoting Inglorious Bastards, he did the top 20 films, in his opinion, from 1992 to 2009. And I would like to go through this list all the way from 20 because some of them, okay. I'm, I, Tarantino is contentious, but some of the films on this list, I'm just so happy are on this list. I, this just brings me so much joy. 
like so I feel 92 like I, until bastards yeah 90 yeah 92 to 09 okay i feel like quentin tarantino and i have very similar um taste in movies even if he's not my favorite director so i'm really looking forward to this list all right so coming so uh number 20 m night Shyamalan's unbreakable okay what (laughs) 19 wow okay team america world police obviously (laughs) eight just rolling my eyes over here 18 and movie i'm so thrilled to see on this list Jan de Bont's speed, speed coming in hot at 18. Yes. I'm taller. Number, <laughs> number 17, uh, Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's a great pick. Amazing. Freaking great. love it. Uh, number 16, and uh, I, one of, I, I haven't seen this, but I've seen the first two, Police Story 3, uh, a Jackie Chan vehicle. I haven't seen that. Police Story 3 is so great. Um. Number 15. It's better than two. Better than two? Okay, good to know. Um, number 15, and not the first Bong Joon-ho movie that we'll hear on this list, Memories of Murder. Wow. Mm. We'll withhold four. statements. <laughs> we no- can't talk. No- <laughs> number 14, The Matrix. Number, thir- <laughs> number 13. I know I heard your thoughts recently on The Matrix on a podcast, and I disagree with you, Joey. Uh, number <laughs> <laughs> number 13 lost in translation oh okay uh cool. number tw- number 12 in a movie i've only heard of but i believe this is um uh park chan wook a uh, movie called joint security area you should watch yeah. joint security area it's really really good okay That's yeah it's good stuff you'd like it um yeah. number 11 and one of my absolute favorite films the insider michael mann's the insider from 1999 Oh, I'm I getting... haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. So good. It sounds like one I'd like just from the name. So uh, we'll and now we're in... watch it this weekend. So now we're into the top 10. Uh, and the reason why we're here, uh, Bong Joon-ho's The Host coming in at number 10. Number nine. I, I just so, so Number nine. Ice Cube in Friday coming in at number nine. Amazing. Okay. Uh, number eight. Fight Club. Okay, cool. Number seven, a movie I haven't seen, but I am interested in seeing um, Lars von Trier's Dogville. Oh. I haven't seen that one, but I've heard of it. Ooh. Oh, really? I have a very complicated relationship with Lars von Trier um, in that As, I think he's a terrible person. So I think I think we all have complicated relationships yeah. with Lars von Trier. Yeah. Um, if anybody s- doesn't, I'd really question them. <laughs> Uh, I know. Number six, uh, all right, all right, all right, dazed and confused. Great. Yeah, I, and and the top five, but there's at least one, actually, two of the top three, Britt, you're going to be on board with, just put out there. I have a feeling I know what one of them is. Number five, uh, PTA's Boogie Nights. Hmm. Number four, a movie I definitely have not heard of called The Blade. Mm, I, don't, I, don't I don't know what that Blade. is. Uh, number three, and first time Brit appeared on a thousand and one by one audition. Takashi Mike's audition is number three. Oh, boy, Takashi Mike. Uh, number two, anything else? Which is a Woody Allen film that I've not heard of, nor seen. I don't know that one. 
Good, uh, I don't need to watch it. And number one uh, and movie that I have recommended, I think on an episode Britt was on, Battle Royale. Quit- I Tarantino's love Battle Royale so much. Number one yep. film. We should do a mini-sode where we talk about recommends and do Battle Royale first because all I want to do is talk that movie with people. It is so good. Me too. Yeah, it, it was, it was I love that, that movie. Blast of a watch. Um, okay, so that that was our list. Um, very all over the place list. I think that's why I really liked it because, I mean. I love that list. And what list do you get Team America, World Police, Dogville, and Battle Royale? I mean, that's. It's kind of fun. It's kind of random. Yeah, it was that's emotional amazing. whiplash. That list. <laughs> it, 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 it certainly was. It certainly was. Okay. Uh, the host. Um, so we start off with some old formaldehyde. Old. I don't know that it's old. But the, the jars were dusty. Uh, gets poured down a sink. It goes into the Han River and some kind of mutation happens and we've got uh, a big monster. Uh, we're introduced to our, whatever you want to call it, our dynamic family of misfits uh the the creature dynamic or dysfunctional both dynamically dysfunctional yes there we go yes um and uh in all of the hullabaloo of this uh this creature coming to land uh gongdu's daughter is taken um everybody believes that she has been killed until uh, a cell phone call comes in and gongdu realizes that she is alive and the family sets upon a mission to find her i'll keep it vague there to start um so this as as we kind of get into i know this is like the bigger part of a conversation for next week so this is one of his movies that i had not seen prior to this um oh. this undertaking so uh brit how familiar were, were you with this movie prior to today this was my first bong joon ho movie oh, okay. um yeah. i watched it oh, probably wow. God, when I lived in New Mexico, so 10 years ago, um, there, it, I used to get together with a group of friends and we would wa- that's where I first watched like Old Boy and Audition and, and many, many. Well, no, I had seen Audition prior to that, but we watched Audition together. You know, we, we watched these kind of movies. And so that was the first Bong Joon-ho movie I watched. And um, I love it. And the second one I watched was Memories of, Mur- of a Murder. And I was like, whoa, this is total whiplash. Like, I can't believe this came out of the same director. And um, from then on, I just kind of wanted to find his movies when I could uh, because I was so impressed with how he kind of shifted. He stayed within a similar genre, but shifted so well between them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and so. Joey, what about you? I have first saw it... Um, Soon after I saw Parasite for the first time, after I saw Parasite, I wanted to find more from him, and this was the next one I watched. I hadn't seen it since then, but that was my first, you know, I sought it out right after that. Okay, so this was, the, uh, yeah, so like I said, this is the first time I, I watched it for the, the pod, and, and I, I watched it twice, uh, and I, I'm going to come out hot right away. I did not like this movie totally fine um and and but i i also i i mean i i want to talk through some of it because i part of what i think makes bong joon ho so interesting is and and the way you just said like memories of murder and the host it's true for i think individually within his films is that it is it can be tonally whiplash at times um and i think that's what makes it makes him makes his films interesting is the the moments of shock and awe and the moments of dark humor and the moments where you you're just in utter disbelief and 
and I know we hinted at the the kind of family dynamic and uh, Song Kang Ho's character in particular, but I I got to be honest, and I think one of my biggest things is I I really couldn't get past him, and not Song Kang Ho, who I thought did a really good job actually as the as the performer, but I I had some real issues with following this character yeah. as our our quote unquote protagonist yeah. through the film. Is the virus making me tired? Yeah, no, I, I think um, that's I think that's valid. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, think I don't he's know. a difficult character to get behind. He's a tough hang. He's a tough hang. Like he just, you're not rooting for him, and you're not rooting against. It. I don't know. I feel bad for him more than anything else. So one thing that I think is really interesting in Bong Joon-ho movies in particular is um, he does subvert your expectations quite a lot. So with this movie, it being a creature feature, you would expect that you wouldn't see the monster until the very end. And he shows it right away because he he doesn't want to play by the rules. Right. And it doesn't have a happy ending, really. It's very bittersweet. And usually with a character like Gong Du, you would, he would start at a place and you would watch him become a better father or, or do things correct or, you know, not cause his father to die because he couldn't count the bullets, you know. But instead, I feel like Bong Joon-ho allowed him to be a clumsy man who wasn't very good at being a father and continued the entire movie. And I thought that was really interesting that he didn't allow him to have a really big arc where he turned a corner and, and became better so that he was more understandable. Um, I actually liked that about him, that he wasn't, he, he wasn't a good guy and didn't really become a, he wasn't bad, but he also didn't do anything where we could really get behind him. I thought it was interesting having that as the, the main character to follow, but also that would be really difficult to, that is difficult to follow. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I, I like the thought of it, and I, I, I think acting-wise it was good. It was just, it was hard to stay with him at times. Like, literally difficult, because I, my biggest memory of this movie is the first scene with the monster. And I'm like, oh, I love this. And then I really thought about it, and I was like, oh, that's right, that's right in the beginning. And I like, I really, really like parts of it, and then there's other parts where I'm just... Like, he gets lobotomized because he can't keep his mouth shut. Like, he's just... I wish he was worse or better. He's just kind of a nothing. Like, I feel bad for him. And I think that's the reason why he is that way. I think he was made to be kind of a nothing character and to follow kind of a nothing character because usually we would get, in these kind of movies, we get the big military guys or we get the... The, the scientists, and it's following a bunch of kind of misfits who are living in a failed capitalist society. Because, uh, I mean, let's be real, all of Bong Joon-ho's movies are just like, capitalism is bad. And yeah, of course. Right. And um, so, so we're following this misfit family that really, there's like one person, uh, Nam Ju, who is a, a national medalist archer who's good at something, but everybody else is kind of lame and can't really continue to to help society let's say well but um but I, I think that's interesting that we're following them instead of somebody who might be more trained but, for it see, <laughs> more likable i i would have been i think i would have been i don't think i uh, all right let me start over i don't think <laughs> i would have had a <laughs> 
I, I think I would have been able to stay with it more if we... Now, I understand why we stayed with Park Gangdu. Like, I get it. He's a fantastic actor. He's It's the dad. But I would have, you know, as especially after the whole scene when they go through the ammo, um, I would have preferred if we stayed with Namil and Namju. I, I like them better. Like, the, 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 the archer with anxiety problems, the college the college graduate with alcoholism like there's more to them where it's just kind of like the guy the dad is enabled forever right like there's the scene after like when you know um after the attack and they're all in there and the and the the dad says to the siblings like do you really think your brother's that incompetent they're like yeah of course what are you talking about like you're the one who's kind of (laughs) it's kind of your fault dad so, uh, you know, I think there was more interesting dynamics with it than, um, yeah, he was just, he was a tough hang. And, and I hated his hair. Well, and I, I know, I, it, it, and so this is one of those movies, uh, so much has been said. I'm not going to be able to respond to it all because it, a lot of it's kind of gone out because you you've both have said, no, you both have said things. I'm like, oh, that's a great thing too. Like, I definitely read, right, that it was intentional that the bleach blonde hair was kind of growing out to show that he's he's lazy, he just doesn't care, right. and, I, and, I, and I get that. But to me, that's one of those things, whether or not that was an intentional decision before or after the fact, where, like, afterwards you go, oh, yeah. And that's it. Like, I, I, I was, like, as a, as a thing, I was like, well, that's that's not really that interesting to me. Like, I, and, and so, so it just proves the thing that we're going to see over and over again, that like, he doesn't like, he doesn't think fast enough or he doesn't care hard enough or he doesn't pay attention enough. It's, it's, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to just revert back to, he's a tough hang. I mean, it is true, but it, it just was so, and I think of the um and then and and Brit, I think this is the other thing that I remember. You like the class and um and capitalism. You're at the, like prime a- absolute staple of Bong Joon Ho films. There are still two of his I haven't seen, but I know this. Like I know this from what I have seen. And I think this was the one that didn't work for me because it felt like the it felt like the the more of a stretch to get there. Like at, and I also felt it with like adding the um uh the middle the us and the middle east stuff I, that felt that felt really it, like like a hat on a hat oh see and i love that part about it actually this watch was the watch where and let me see i have it written down um i wrote down i love when a movie drags american politics as hard as this film does it's not subtle whatsoever and we all benefit from that and i think it's particularly interesting because we are seeing American occupation from outside of the United States. It's meddling, it's damaging, ultimately unsuccessful. And it seems to be very fair representation to what we do in the world. So watching it now as a 34-year-old rather than like a 22-year-old, it it was very eye-opening to me and being like, oh, we're watching like somebody else's interpretation of what it's like when the U.S. comes in and tries to tell them what to do. And it's it, this movie came out in 2006. So it was on the like after after we went to war for basically no fucking reason. And and this is how the world saw us at that time, I saw the American like the United States, which I think is fascinating. And I liked that about it. I think what you say is totally valid. It is a lot in one movie, but that was actually the part of it that I really enjoyed this time. Drag us. Drag us, Korea. Well, and yeah, I, the, the, 
The fact that North Korea was really hyped on this movie also bummed me out. <laughs> Is it number one? They were hyped but, on it because the United States looked like shit, and I can't blame I can't blame the movie for that. Like it's true. <laughs> You know, you know, but then there's when during the the excellent again one of my my absolute favorite part of the movie is the monster reveal. They have like the American guy like and they're fighting with it, and it feels like he it, they were kind of worried about being too anti or too or I don't know. Pull that guy out of it a little bit. Like make I don't know. Don't be half pregnant with what you're saying. Well, and I also think that that's a commentary too of of he's a, a, an American citizen, like an American military guy who's throwing himself into a situation that he doesn't necessarily need to be a part of. Um, so I just really read into it this time. Maybe it's because again we have a lot of political issues in our country right now, so I'm just looking for any excuse to to find an outlet for my anger. Uh, but but I did find that really interesting in the movie right now. Well, and I and for the record, I I, I have no problem. With, with America being dragged through the mud for for idiotic decisions, I just finding its place in this movie was a bit. It was a bit of a stretch for me, especially when we spent so much time just kind of watching this family bumble around. I I don't know. I I I wish it was. It's hard to say because I I do love the kind of circuitous nature of Bong Joon Ho movies. Um, and that there are a lot of them are, are set piece moments it, and this is this is actually chock full of them um but like it, it it I don't know if it was even tonally all over the place or just this idea of wanting to follow other people more I, I'll, I'll so I want to I'll say this right now my unsung hero is I want to get the name right uh go Asung as uh Hyun uh, Seo the daughter I thought that's who she, mine is too uh, La oh, it's awesome I thought she was great I really really liked her in it and every time we checked in with her I liked seeing the kind of strategy like how do I get by like I love that from her point of view, when she hears the monster come back, she just pretends to be dead. And I'm like, fuck, that's probably what I would do too. And I thought she was so sincere and, and earnest in, in what she was doing. And, and um, I liked every time we checked back in with her, I kind of sat back up a little bit more because there was a new, like a new earnest energy to it um, that kept, kept me invested. Cause really she was, she was the person I was following through and hoping something happened to and 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 spoiler alert, nothing good comes of that. <laughs> uh, I she's my I love her so much in this. I think she's so good at being a kid who's also competent. Like it's believable. She's not out here MacGyvering things. Like she ties jackets together. She think does things that are believable. But I I wanted to hang out with her more, um, especially one because I. I big fan of the grandfather um parky yeah. parky bond huge fan of his i love his real he's realistic while also so naive and blind to his son but loves his granddaughter loves his daughter so much like i really appreciate that but man the daughters who <laughs> early on because I, I thought it was funny early on when she's kind of making fun of the dad and when she gets taken, I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> like, I like her. Why Why is she gone? Well, and I, I, I agree. She's not my unsung hero, but I just, I think she's lovely in this film. I And she's in Snowpiercer as well. So, you know. With the same she dad. She also plays uh, <laughs> uh, Song Kang-ho's daughter. But, uh, but I think she does an incredible job in this film. She, It's understandable why everybody is, like, she's like the, the she, she's, 
how am I trying to say this? Everybody gravitates towards her. And I agree. I think the whole story, she is the the key to the whole story. Without her, this family would probably be like completely isolated from each other. The scene, I point. love the scene where they all come back to um to the little uh to to their store front whatever and uh, they go inside and they start to eat and she kind of comes in as a ghost because there is a really big um, one of the biggest thing in this things in this movie is hunger and and the idea of, of nourishment um, through food and that you're not getting enough nourishment you can't have you can't be a functioning person which is true and the fact that they start to feed her and nobody's talking about this ghost that's there that they're feeding and I love that scene. I think it's so interesting. It shows that she is the heart of this family. And I do think it's very interesting that the last like thing in the movie we see is him and this little boy getting doing this little boy, but we don't see the rest of the family because honestly, I don't think that they probably see each other after that. No, I agree. I think that's a wrap on them. Like the uncle, he might be unemployed. He might be a drunk, but he shows up to the, he shows up to school for the daughter. Like he, they're, they're all around her. I mean, the the Olympian gets back from the Olympics in 15 minutes somehow. So, um, and, and really it, I, it was a tape delay. It was a tape delay. Oh, yes. Yes, just like the cell phone that can't get reception in school, but gets it in the super sewer. <laughs> hey, but, it was one of those really old cell phones. Like, those, those <laughs> things could get, you know, they were random. You know what? fair <laughs> but yeah I, I think I, I especially I, I love those two scenes because the one with the ghost of the daughter is done so well it's not heavy handed it's just there and the last scene it's just the two of them and he finally has a good haircut he looks great yeah after he gets lobotomized or something whatever they do that is one thing I will say with this movie um, rewatching it now I think there are a lot of scenes where I'm like where did this go why is this here um, it, it feels a bit unfinished at at times and I'm like we could have cut these we could have cut cut some of the things in the hospital we we could have had a little bit more explanation for why the um the the beast decided to smash the grandfather into the concrete instead of bringing him back to the hole that he was keeping all the other bodies there that seemed really like antagonistic for some reason you know there there are definitely parts of the movie where i'm like i don't think it's I don't think it's as well thought out as it could be but that doesn't hinder my enjoyment enjoyment of this film yeah, and, and that, that that's you know that that's good. That's because there is there is good pieces. It's just the lobotomy stuff really bothered me because he gets lobotomized and then he's holding people hostage. That's not I how mean, lobotomies there, work. There are some people who have said that like there are cases apparently where lobotomies were helpful for people, but are those real cases or are those people just being paid to say that they were helpful? We won't know. We will never know, but I don't think it's helping him become like a badass. Like it might I don't make think it's you giving better... him superhuman strength. Right. It maybe <laughs> it will make you less impulsive so you don't go do dangerous things and you're able yeah. to live a functional day-to-day life. I'm not a you're not now holding the military hospital hostage and sneaking out and then taking on a super formaldehyde lizard. 
I did. I did find that scene very funny, though, um, when he had like the the vial and was getting out. Like I was I was on board with that. I was like, this is so silly. But, you know, it's it's a monster movie. Give me the monster movie silliness, please. And I think and that's and that's this movie is is confounded in a way because there are moments that are that there, there are moments like that where he's using his own, you know, quote, tainted blood as as his escape. Um, the two, I, Joey mentioned one earlier where the dad was like, do you really think he's an idiot? Both kids were like, yeah, yeah, yeah I really fucking do. Love um, that scene. Like, it, and there are moments where it, it, when it hits it, it hits and it, it's pretty funny, but they, there's so few and far between. And, and I, and I, and I, then I wish I'm like, I, I wish I cared more about the people. That's it, it, it was, I don't, I don't, like, I don't care if like the, the, the brother is a drunk and the, the sister failed the time limit and that was her thing. By the way, they really set up how the brother and the sister were going to kind of help or try to come through their own struggles later in the movie, um, which I also thought was a bit like, ah, okay. Um, but like, I, I really, it sucked when they, when they escape the hospital and they're getting their truck and they're, you know, they're, they're on their mission. They're trying to get away. Um, other than the scene that you mentioned uh, with her kind of appearing ghost-like when they're having their meal, I, 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 it was some combination of I didn't care if they found her and that I didn't believe that they would. And that was a terrible combination to follow this family for a big bulk of the movie. Because like, well, then why am I wa- – like, I don't care – nor do I think that they're going to do it. And then, and then suspicions confirmed. And you mentioned it when, when fucking Gong Du fucks up and his dad doesn't have a bullet left in the shotgun. I was like, I, I didn't have a pen. I have a pen now. So I was going to make up what happened. But right now, as I think about it, I want to be like, fuck, I just, it's just, what are we doing? It's so heartbreaking. And I, I fully understand what you're saying. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I still love this film. I still think this film has so much to say. And, but yeah, I mean, it, it's true. It's, it, it can be difficult to follow these characters because they don't have a lot of growth. And then when they do at the end, it, it feels like it's not earned. Um, though I will say one of my favorite moments, uh, when the brother is throwing the Molotov cocktails, um, which I loved, I just give me a, give me a Molotov cocktail anytime in a video game, in a movie, I'm, I'm happy. And when he's throwing them, my husband was sitting next to me, he goes, I just want him to fucking hit once and then it was the last one and we both went, oh yeah, he's gonna hit, right? And then he drops it. Ugh, I loved it. I was so happy. I was like, Mwah. Chef's kiss. He's always gonna be an idiot. And then when she comes up behind and um, lights her arrow on fire, I was I was into it. I was like, "No, nope, I'm fine with this. Please continue with what you are about to do." And I liked it. I mean, I'll say right now, my unsung hero, which seems a little bit weird, it was Nam Il. I really, really enjoyed that character of the drunk uncle who was a like an unemployed call like graduate who was just trying to to figure out what he was good at and it's nothing he's not good at anything even when they're they're like trying to get away and they talk about uh namju because she's a medalist they talk about uh park gangdu because he's you know blonde or whatever and they never mention him and namju says well it's because you're not interesting there's nothing to say about you and i was like oh my god it's so true and i i like that they highlighted that and he did actually have a moment to show that he was okay you know he he found where she was by getting into corporate korea i was and, i and- was going to say his his escape 
I mean, clearly he's good at Great. some combination of of stealth tactics and parkour because he got out of there. I mean, that was that was he did. that was impressive. I I and that's that's the thing. Like th- this, like that scene, I, I really enjoyed. I thought that was great. And then, yeah, but that 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 that's where the fun stuff that like that the arrow like that's what I wanted out of the monster movie. Like I, I, monster movie, say everything, but there has to be I don't know. It has to move a little bit. Like this this kind of sat a few times. That just like I said earlier, I was just kind of hard time getting into it. With you know, we'll talk more about next week. Is not something I I, I say about Bong. So it it, it just it's felt disconnected at times i guess but man the arrow with the fire is it's just fun movie making he picked his moments that's for sure and i i i would like to see if anybody has done a better chaotic scene than when the monster attacks next to the han river because that is my personal favorite scene of the movie it is just it's amazing. Ah, chef's kiss. It's so good when he's staring forward and that monster is just loping towards the crowd and everybody just descends into chaos. I'm so into it. I love that scene. Hands down. We'll rewatch it anytime. Yeah, no, that scene's fantastic. And that, like I said, that's what I really remembered from this. And it's just, you know, if you start off high, you're, start, you're kind of giving a promise that you're going to match that I don't know that it does it does it and so that also you know which it's really hard to do because I think that's such a killer entry like them all watching it slowly unfold the way it moves is it's that scene is so good and then he pulls just grabs the wrong hand because he's I don't know which could happen to anybody. I think that's the interesting thing is you could grab the wrong person's hand in see, that moment. See, I and that's yeah, no. where that's where the fuck I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I'm not. I am yeah. gonna disagree. No, fair. That I don't have a kid. So I absolutely zero fair. chance. I don't have a kid. I I'll <laughs> happily grab other kids. I will happily grab other adults and carry whomever. I am not not I am not accidentally not grabbing my kid. And if I accidentally grab another kid and my kid gets taken. Everybody else has the right to beat the shit out of me. No chance in hell I do that. And I don't, I can't see anybody. I mean, that's, I, I, like I said, that scene, I, I love it so much. And, you know, but that's no way, no matter how, I guess, dim-witted, I don't know. (laughs) But tough, tough. I don't have a kid, so of course, it's totally fine. And I will defer to you both who are are fathers who do have children. I'm just saying that especially because he's not particularly aware of his surroundings, it probably could happen. No, and 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 don't get me wrong. I think from the from the perspective of 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 Gongdu, who again, if if and it, I will say like at the be- at the beginning part of the movie where it just like for me he just seems lazy right and that so that's one thing right he's sleeping at the stand he's eating the squid like i just get like i don't really give a shit about anything but i and this is again this is where this movie is befuddling in in such an interesting way so like when he he thinks he hears his daughter come and he gets so goddamn excited he's like uh hansu is that oh no it's not her and then when when it's when she arrives he's He's thrilled to see her. He's thrilled to be around her, and I love that. I think that's great. But then the f- the follow through, the it, it, like to pick, it, and that's where it's like, I feel like they've 
I'd rather see her like like whipped from his hand or something, but just grabbing the wrong hand, it's 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 like the what um um what movie did we watch where uh somebody kept oh no wrong podcast I'm so sorry I just skipped <laughs> I, in in uh sorry in in Outlaw Josie Wales um Clint Eastwood keeps spitting on a dog and it's like how can you like somebody who is just such a dick to an animal that has done nothing to him and in a way it's like how can I how can I root for this guy, even though yeah I get he's he's got his he's got his thing and it makes him different, but like you don't lose your you just don't you just don't do it. I, I don't know, es- es- <laughs> especially because like you said, he's so excited to see her. There's the great walk and talk moment with them about the uncle being there and about the cell phone. We learn all that. Like he's not on you know like the mom doesn't care right like he's the one who cares he would he wouldn't grab the wrong hand but whatever he does because he's <laughs> he also gets lobotomized because he doesn't just like read the room bro but he's also able to break out of two hospitals yeah he has some competency uh, I do, I you know one scene that makes me laugh but also really pisses me off so the dad goes to the, 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 the guy, the mobsters to get all like the weapons and the gear and stuff. And then his kids just shit all over him. The poor guy doesn't have a lot. Gave every single thing he had to literally anything he had. He destroyed. If he survives, he's never retiring to, to, to find hopefully his granddaughter. Great. And then all his kids are like, this stuff sucks. What's wrong with you? I was so pissed for that guy. <laughs> like just damn and but, it uh, but feel yeah, realistic to me Couldn't but you know it's it, it felt when you know like Britt you had said that like the the cheese like the glue and at the end we don't see them like I I think that's 100% right and I think this is like where it's fully locked in like she's not there and they're just not appreciative of anything they're all they're not even at odds they're just like kind of disinterested and just like, yeah, shit on each other for, you know, giving up your entire life savings to protect your granddaughter. And everybody's like, oh, this ma- what's wrong with this map? You didn't do anything, Ill. You just went to Fat Guevara, which is an amazing name. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I, I mean, the, again, fully valid criticism of this movie. This is not a perfect film, uh, but I find myself very invested in, in it and, and in the characters. I like following them. I like um, I like when they go to look through the sewers, which my God, those are huge sewers! Like those Gigantic. are massive. What? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is though, like with kind of like the issue, like you're invested, you're have you're f- having fun on the journey with them. So you're listen. Every movie has criticisms. It's just, are you able to get past them or not? And because you're invested with the family. For you, you're like, yeah, let's go. And I, that's great. And that's m- way more fun than being like, Ugh, she said the cell phone, we're going to get reception there. And I'm sitting there just kind of being annoying about it because I, because I didn't really, especially once the grandfather was out, I was really having a hard time when it wasn't with the daughter. Well, and it's, it, I, I, and I think it's, and it's, it's true. It's like, it, like, you know, first impressions are hard to get by. So the movie starts, I'm, I'm all in at the beginning. I love that it's a bit, I love the far-fetched yet 
believable idea of like all of those formaldehyde bottles. A like, great shot, great setup. I'm in. Great. I don't need I don't need over explanation. This this piece of shit says dump it. I'm gonna dump it. Uh, the two guys in the river, kind of noticing things going on, but not really. Uh, and then the. I, I, the the guy who I, actually my favorite uh, not my favorite scene but my favorite shot is all the stuff in the rain with the guy who jumps off the bridge. I really oh, I thought that God. was all great beautiful. line too. Um, great line like oh then it's till the end. Uh, and I, I I loved all that and then oh so the opening and and I'd heard I like I'd only heard great things about the the opening reveal of the monster. I, I, the the visual effects in this movie are fucking awful and i actually could not i i couldn't get in i like when the monsters chase him i'm like i i'm out yeah no i'm they're dated but i'm good with them i was all in with that like yeah that first scene really got me it it really worked even like later on with the fire like the fire looks bad but i don't care like I, i i loved it how bad it looked this is a movie from 2006 i think it's really hard to hold a movie with um this kind of cgi especially a monster effect up to anything we have now it's just it honestly i was saying like because neil had similar things as soon as the monster came out we both were like "Ooh, that doesn't look as good it looks rubbery but i was able to get past it do i wish this had been a puppet absolutely i because i think with puppeteering you're able to accept that it's not real immediately and move on from that look at the thing there's no way that's real but i accept it and i move on from it same with aliens but with this it was difficult and i would love a remastered version of the host where they completely redo the monster they've done it before let's get that edited in because i i would love them to redo this monster but also it was from 2006 it was from south korea this wasn't um this was it, it it wasn't the same it's not going to be the same quality that we'd get today so i actually was like okay it doesn't look great i accept it i enjoy what they did with it and and kind of just allowed myself to to go with with what was given to us i it's tough cuz i i i don't uh, how do i i don't really i don't really i don't buy the the year of it because it's not that I mean, they were, do- I mean, and maybe maybe South Korea in the budget, that's fine, but they were still doing good VFX in other films at this point. I think for me, it wasn't just that I didn't like it, it's because we saw the creature so much. Like, we saw it so much, and because it it always looked as fake as it did, I just, it for me, it was a tough sell. And I'm not a big, I, I'm not lumping this in this with sci-fi, but when you start to up the the spectacle or the the look and and like we're getting VFX and heavy into the special effects, I I start to I start to drift away. And the more that I see it, it just feels it, it feels like kind of look with the script and it a lot of it feels incomplete. And that to me was was part of it. Fair. Totally fair. Do but, I agree with it? No, no and that, but yeah, no, and that's and <laughs> but I, it's fair. But I like I and I, but I like kind of being on the other end of that one, um, because I, it, I I had, you know I did a little a little bit of research uh, on the film before getting into it, and what I kept hearing was the opening. I think that somebody called it a one and I know part of that shot is a one take there, and I was excited to see it, and then it all happened, and I was like, oh, that was that was okay, that was. That was Man, we are on such different ends of the spectrum in this film. It's bonkers to me. (laughs) In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, of all my complaints and picks about this movie, the way he looked, I was just like, okay, I accepted it. 
because the, I, it just wasn't bad enough for me to get out of it, and I would have rather hang out with him than the dad. <laughs> like, I, I would have spent more time with the monster. Um, and... With, you know, however it looked. because So that didn't really bother me. But that's something that, honestly, as long as it doesn't look completely half-assed, like, that's something I could usually just kind of, like, go with. So that's just, for me, not something that I normally would really trash on because I can't do any better. <laughs> well, and I think part of it, too, is the, is the, like the, the tone of the movie, right? And so if... I, I and I wish I'd, I wish I had a specific example and I I don't which of course is not going to make this case very good at all but like if the movie is kind of on the silly side or the don't take it so serious side and then the VF the, the VFX aren't that good well it's like well I'm already not taking this movie that seriously to begin with so I can kind of it's easier to kind of push aside but a movie with a filmmaker who has kind of proven himself to to be so so thematic, like intentionally choosing to, to sort of embed important issues within his films. It, it just made the, like looking at this monster, like it didn't mesh. And, and that's the problem too, is, you know, it's hard to watch movies in a vacuum. And so I have all of this other uh, experience with watching Bong Joon-ho movies and, and getting uh, the themes and, and, and getting things in a way that I, I can understand and appreciate more that whether it was the story or the characters or the visual effects, like they were these disparate things. And like, I, you know, part, some of the characters I liked and some I didn't, and some parts of the story I liked and some I didn't. And like, and then the VFX was just like this weird thing that just like, it, it, it pushed everything further away. And I know that's a very, that's a very me, just my criticism of it, but it, it really was hard to, to, to stay interested when I was already disinterested from the wonderful family that I was watching throughout this. <laughs> can, can I ask a practical question of within the movie? I hope it's the one that I have. Okay, so they 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 break out, they get all the gear, they get the cleaning gear, they go, and the guard right away picks out who it is, and it's like, you know, and they give him the ramen of change, the ramen jar of change, right? Which earlier we found out wasn't enough to buy a cell phone. But now this is... And I'm not... I don't, I don't even know that this is like... A, I don't even... I'm just kind of asking. How much money was this that this guy was willing to potentially... Put a virus out into his entire country? Or did he already know it wasn't real? Or how much was actually in it? Because, I don't know. The guy who's... He seems so slick that he picks this up right away. To then give it all away for not enough to buy a shitty cell phone. I think it was more of, um, I think it was more of the symbolism of him giving away everything that he had personally, okay. and I, it didn't really bother. I think it was more of a symbolic I'm, thing of this. Again, is I'm not saying really, it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it bothered me, but I just I wasn't sure because it. That's a great point because the grandfather just gave everything away. Now the father reluctantly gives everything away after the grandfather kind of makes him. Great point. I that kind of yeah. answers where I was going. I I think I think it's what Britt says, and also the guy who gets it does look up with this look of like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" After they've driven by, so I don't think he really was aware what he was given. By the way, the ramen of change, like. I, when I first heard that, I heard like changes in transformation and not changes in money. It's like the ramen of change. I like this. 
<laughs> I like this. I'd like to try this ramen of change and uh, see how it could f further benefit me. I actually, my practical thing I was going to bring up is I am a little confused on how much time has passed. Um, oh, yeah. That was all over the fucking place. I, I, at one point, when like the sister, when, uh, you know, when the sister got the text and she's like climbing through bridges and going through tunnels, I was like, how... How much and how and how was the brother like asleep for like an entire day after he lay? Like I was, I was a little lost on the timeline. I couldn't tell if like we were jumping. I, I don't know. And again, that and honestly, as of all the things that bothered me, that really didn't. But at one point, she's running under, under the bridge, and I'm like, when when are we? I, it it was very confused. Um, it it was very confused timeline wise. Like the timeline, I just think didn't they didn't consider it and and didn't want to make it clear for the audience and that's fine i would have preferred it to be a little bit more cohesive but i accept it for what it is <laughs> i do because i think that there's so much interesting commentary within the movie itself honestly i kind of took it as you know we're with an unreliable family so time is unreliable like it's yeah <laughs> Right, like they're all over the place. So why should day and night? Like, not that it even didn't make sense, but I just kind of took it as you know we're following kind of chaotic, unstable. So time is the same, and poor girl is, I don't know, I don't know. Was she <laughs> snow pierce? You know, early days of snow piercing down there, or what was going on? But, um. You know, that was the only place where I really thought about it. But ultimately, I just kind of left it as the family and the dad. I mean, gets lobotomized. Like, he's probably realistically out for a bit. You would think. But there's also a, a monster that mutated because of formaldehyde. So we're in a whole different area of life at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and, and the, that's true. Formaldehyde, just do not put it in the river. Especially, supposedly a true story. It is, yeah. It's based on a true story of an American um, military, like doctor who, uh, who did pour two hundred bottles of formaldehyde in the Han River. So it's based on something that we sure did did over there. Uh, so, which I think is fascinating, and um, it's a it's an interesting story. If anybody wants to to read it, I'm not going to go into historical elements this time because it's a monster movie, but. There's a lot of animosity between South Korea and the United States, and especially with the United States meddling in Korean history, that I would highly recommend people looking up if they're interested, because it's um, really tumultuous, and you can tell from what is happening in this movie. Uh, it is it is very obvious that it is very obvious where this came from, and I think that's really fascinating. I'll tell you who deserved to die. Um, I don't know that I don't think this character had a name. I'm pretty sure that this character did not have a name, but um, and I don't know the the appropriate way to say it. So I'll, I'm going to say it the way I wrote it down in my notes. Um, the fat kid with the '69 jersey um, absolutely deserved to get offed. Um, like, if you think you're funny wearing a '69 jersey, get get out of here get out of here you no <laughs> yeah i uh, couldn't agree more nice general rule my like, goodness oh my, my goodness you too that's where that that's kind of where i man i i i so wanted i think this is 
I, I, maybe this is a stretch, but I think this is the biggest disappointment of the season for me so far is, is this. Cause I, I so, so wanted to like this movie, everything about it, everything. And then you, you know, you, by you, I mean me, um, you know, like, like oh, 93% critical score on Rotten Tomato. It's Bong Joon-ho. Everything I've seen of his so far, I've thoroughly enjoyed. And this just was something that just didn't click with me. And and it's and it's funny when that happens with a filmmaker that you enjoy. It's like, oh wow, they're it, they're they are they're human. They they can make something that isn't that isn't necessarily for me. Um but it does it does show an interesting flex that uh that it is, you know, you want to call it a monster movie. It is different than ever than anything else he's really made and that it does ob- here's the thing. I'm clearly an outlier here based on I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is not the end all be all but just if you take that alone it's i am i am definitely on the outside i'm on the outside of this podcast right now so i understand how you feel <laughs> but most of our listeners are with you right now going fuck these I guys i don't know if they will be well, though i don't know if they will be because i you know it's it's a weird one because i don't even not like it because there are parts i like it's just it's just like well as it just doesn't feel as finished as Bang Joo Ho always does. Like it feels like it's just missing pieces. So where there's so much I like, the things I don't like feel weightier because they I don't know. He should have been able to fix them, which isn't fair, and I understand that. But so that's kind of where I fall in this like weird place with it, where like there's things. I, I don't hate, I don't dislike, but then this, the thing, like, and, and I think the pacing's weird, like, and that, that might just be my lack of investment with yeah. the family, but just sometimes it's just, okay, here we are, <laughs> and it's just, okay, and let's get back to the daughter, please, I, I want someone interesting. I will say the tone is super inconsistent in this film, um, so the pacing issues makes complete sense to me, uh, it it goes from being melodramatic to an action film to a, a family drama to uh to a monster movie and it 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 does not connect in every single place but i do think that the places it connects outweighs those issues for me personally and you can absolutely wholeheartedly disagree adam uh but uh but it, it still holds a place in my heart for that well and i i i love a movie that is tonally all over the place i i just think it's i i think beneath it it is it's 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 a hard it's a hard watch with the characters and i wish at the end of the day i just wish I wanted them to succeed. And even if they even if they're incapable of succeeding because they get in their own way, right? I like uh, I if, if like uh from from like just from a true like kind of acting point of view, right? It's not not every character wins their objective, right? But it's the trying. It's it's the watching somebody uh have an objective and try to maneuver the obstacles in their way to get it. That's that's captivating. And it was it was it was really tough to keep watching the obstacles get in this family way and and personally not care. That was tough because I should. This is a family trying to save a young girl who's been kidnapped by some fucking weird sea creature. Like I I should absolutely be invested in this family and for a combination of reasons 
I just I, I I couldn't follow along, and it it, you know it, it it I I and honestly I'm sitting here going that fuck it sucks that I that that's my that that's my reaction to it because I, on paper it's, I should love well no I but I mean from no from me though it sucks because like I, I want to like this movie I really I really want to like this movie. You're not trying hard enough. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Your points are totally valid. It's it's true. Like, it, this is not a perfect film, and this is not Bong Joon-ho's best film by any stretch of the imagination, um, especially when he has others, which we will... I, I'm not going to continue that because we're going to talk about that film very soon. But I do like the fact that... And this is something that I, I'm not sure you either of you will agree with, but I like the subtlety of the themes in this because I have found with other films by Bong Joon-ho when he's trying to hit you over the head with like, this industry is bad. I It takes me out of it because I'm like, okay, I get it. You're it, This is too spelled out for me. I don't have to think about it. So I'm, I'm out of this movie. Whereas with this, I felt like I really had to dig in and like understand where their hunger was coming from, that their hunger was tied to the monster, that potentially the monster is also a victim in this. And I... I Yes, he killed the the monster killed a lot of people, but you could still say that the monster didn't ask to be born and was actually the product of of horrible pollution. Uh, so I just felt like there was a lot to latch on to, and that's I think what I I think I'm a polit an apologist for this film probably because it does hit a nerve for me, and uh, because everything you're saying is valid, I totally I, I agree. Well, no, well except and, I like the monster. And I would say everything that you're saying is valid. And I think that that's the the idea of the monster being the thing that we created and that we really shouldn't be so pissed that this monster is killing people because it's a thing that we I mean that's you're spot on. And uh I think in and in terms of watching this movie now, uh there's a very small scene where like everybody's freaking out about that it could be something that's that's going around and the guy coughs and spits in the water and then the water comes up and everybody freaks out like it's my favorite shot like that's a, that's a really that's a really cool moment and i and and, and actually the way that um uh, i i gotta connect the dots here um uh uh, uh something so, something about the family something i wanted um i think that if the keep keep the 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 monster and the themes and kind of the world that were that that happens because of the monster's existence all like all of that is spot on it's absolutely spot on and to me it sucks because then there's there's, there's this family that comes in and like muddies the water and i think that, that's I, I keep coming back to the family and that's because i think thematically the world that we've set up is really interesting and really uh prime to be explored and then i'm just like ah then it's these people <laughs> I love what you're saying about the, the, the monster as the victim and what that could mean and how much, you know, and how the ramifications of, you know, the war, the American government, the South Korean government, and how they botch it. Like, there's so much more interesting things there that kind of, I don't know, not, not fully fleshed out enough. Because everything you're saying, I'm like nodding. I'm like, oh, that's really smart. Right? Oh, yeah. But then I'm like, ah, just didn't Thanks. fully get there. And that's the problem because I'm like, oh, yeah, that, I would have liked that. Maybe if we spent three more seconds on that and, you know, less elsewhere, maybe. Because I, I, I those are really good things that are touched about. But it's just it's, it's starting a lot of things and I don't think it finishes a lot of things. Absolutely valid point. I totally agree with that. It does start a lot and doesn't necessarily finish it. 
that is valid. So valid. But I still I think and I do think it comes back to the family because I have written down that I really enjoy the fact that it gets the the creature feature out of the way early so we can get to the heart of the film, which is the family, because I I love the family, whereas I think that's the the opposite, which is fascinating. It's this is why we do a podcast, because we can watch films and have vastly different reactions to the things that are presented to us. And I love that. Am I sad by this conversation? Of course I am, because I want everybody to love the movie. But I also am so happy that we're able to have this and 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 talk about the things that don't work, because it's true. Like you either are on board with this family and can follow them or you are not. And this movie will tank. Like if you cannot get behind this family. There's no movie. And just so much is, again, really like Hyun Joe, Jew. And at no point did I think she was going to make it out alive. Because, you know, it was just like Tweedledee and Tweedledumass going after once the grandfather was done. So it's just, if, I, if the most competent person is screwed, it just, it, ah. Well, and I think, again, oh, no, go ahead, Brett. Oh, I was just going to say, that's this, again, he's subverting expectations because I do think most people thought she was going to survive and then she doesn't. And I liked that it was bittersweet and, and unhappy at the end because it probably would be bittersweet and unhappy in a creature feature. But that's, that's all I was going to say. Go for it, Adam. No, uh, so yeah, I, I was definitely one of those people who thought that uh, she would make it because I, th- you know, there's that, you know, oh, the... You know the the sister's gonna get the arrow off, and the and the brother, the unreliable drunk brother, is gonna sober up and do his thing. And then when when the daughter dies, like it's it's a it's a huge bummer. And then there's this idea of you know maybe maybe Gongdu will do better the second time with this with this kid kind of this under under his wing. Um, but then, and and I think maybe such a depressing moment because I think they, I think I read, and then, then when I watched it the second time, I noticed that the the shot of him looking out the window at the end is very similar to something that happens at the beginning. And then I was like, but that last shot doesn't really give me any hope. Um, it makes me feel like if something should happen again, that Gongdu might grab the wrong hand again. And then it's like, and then it sucks. It sucks to get to a movie and then, be, then like so. Was was a lesson learned? It, whether 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 like actually for the one person, but also on the on the grander scheme of things. Like did 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 we learn anything? It's like the end of um, Burn After Reading when we get to like so 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 what happens now? And then it's just like <laughs> that's the end. It's just gonna happen again. Um, but yeah, yeah. Whereas I was a little more hopeful at the end, but. Again, I am not a father. I do not have children, so I can't really speak for um for that. <laughs> I will say we my nephew is the light of my life and and the light of my world and of my whole family's world. So when they were all like just around her, I was like, "Oh, this is accurate. Um this is exactly how it is when Ray's around. We're all just like Ray, the ray of sunshine in our lives." Um, we all just flock to him. He sat down. That's the best thing I've ever seen. He's so smart. And he's, you know, 20 months old. So, you know, I I could understand that adoration for, like, the glue that holds you together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sophie learned how to tie her shoes yesterday. And we were celebrating like crazy here. So, yeah, that's that's, 
that doesn't that doesn't change. That's real. No. My yeah, my no. dad um, paraded me around on his shoulder when I lost my first tooth because I lost them very late, and he it was a big thing. Like he got me up. We were marching around the house because I lost a tooth. I yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, love it, love it. I don't know. Maybe lobotomies make you a more engaged father. Maybe that's maybe that's what we learned. Apparently. Even though lobotomies through the forehead seems like a lot of extra work than through the nose, but who am I? Ice pick. Go through the eye. Yeah, so much easier than the forehead. Yeah. Forehead stick. Um, Just showing off their cool drills. So you both had the uh, that kind of opening monster attack as your uh, your your favorite scene. Mine mine was the brother. Mine was the brother escaping the office building. Uh, it's like, so good. And then the shot. So was your shot the the moment with the water splashing up? It just brought me everything with the virus. I really enjoyed um, because it made me cringe. And then that moment where he's coughing, I was like, oh shit! I've been sitting at work when somebody's coughing and turning, going, what the fuck is that person? Why are you at work while you're coughing? <laughs> and it just was such a great reaction when he, when he spits, and then everybody gets covered in that water and just their overreaction. I was like, I feel this. This is fine. I I really like it. And it made me laugh so hard into it. Uh, Joey, what about you? Did you, was there a specific shot that you liked? Yeah. um, So after he gets lobotomized, they go to a shot of the daughter in the sewer covered and they just, it's very close to her face and she's just kind of staring up, thinking about her plan. I think it's fantastic. And you could see, the inner workings of her brain, and I love that shot so much. Uh, so, so my favorite shot is when uh, it's—I think it's the, like the next morning after they've had their their meal together as a family, um, or yeah, time time is relative. Uh, but um, the the grandfather is is talking, and everybody has fallen asleep at this point. And then uh, he realizes that Gong Du is up, and he's looking out the window. And there's this great shot from outside, and it it. Uh, it starts on Gong Du and then it rack focuses to the dad. Um, and But the camera doesn't move. It's just this really great focus shift between those two. Um, and the the like the look of, of, I don't know, like being together as that family. Like, there's a look of determination at that moment, but it's also just a great, just a great rack focus from one to the next. I thought was just a killer shot. Um, and also and through like through the window too, or that not a window, but whatever. Maybe it is a window, but that that it's a very it's a window, small yeah. opening. Yeah. Um. So that specifically that I I really really like that shot. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, for sure. There's another one where he's running away from all of the uh, all of the like nurses and doctors and military folk, and it's definitely like. A, a, a very far it very much reminded me of like a kurosawa shot uh from seven samurai because it was obviously so far away but it was just following him and it was beautiful and that was almost my favorite shot but then i i was like i do love the spit take it's just too good to not to not say it's too it hits too close to home um i, I will say just as a as a watch so I, I i own this and i have i guess it's uh magnolia pictures uh that at least maybe has the u.s rights to it and when you go to watch it, it defaults to to showing it in um, uh, with the English dub, uh, not in subtitles. Oh but no! Great. Uh, yeah, uh, and I I was like, well, I knew I was going to watch it twice, so I watched a hefty amount of it uh, the first time through with the dub, um, and it is bad. I mean, it is. I mean, and listen, we all know that it's it's never good, 
But Never this was, this was extremely bad. It was, I mean, it was like song, like the voice of Song Kang Ho. When I watched it the second time, I was redeemed a little bit because I'm like, okay, at least I can hear him acting. Like I could hear Song right. Kang Ho because it's the, the dubbing was awful, just atrocious, which is just a reminder. Don't do that, people. No. Don't do it. Honestly, that 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 feels like Bong just being like, listen, let's do this as bad as possible. So, people, you know, what's it, what did he said? He's like, once you get over the little, t- you know, the inch and a half words on the screen, there's a whole wide world of movies like, to enjoy. So I can imagine a world where he is just like, listen, dub guys will pay you whatever. Do it as awful as possible. So everybody has to watch this the way it's supposed to. So you can actually get tone and inflection from the actors who are trying to do something. I mean, as a person who primarily watches movies that are subtitled, just watch the sub, friends. I promise it'll be worth it. It's so good. Unless it's a Ghibli movie. You can definitely watch that in dub because it's it, they do a great job with it. But it's not normally the case. Well, and, and now side tangent to a side tangent. Because I have kids, we absolutely have to. And But I agree with you that the uh, the dubbing on those that I've seen, of the, like the four I've seen, all really great. They're so good. But, well, and there, there are quite a few like anime that do great dubbing um some are really bad and i definitely have watched a couple where i'm like i gotta switch to sub unfortunately for this because i just can't get through it but like that and redline freaking great anyways that has nothing to do with this Uh, we're talking about the house i mean it's all there it's all there it's a circle you know i think i'm just trying to find something to be happy about right now so (laughs) just think about meatloaf your, your, your How fucking dare actor. you? <laughs> How dare you? I am offended, sir. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't really know that I, I, I feel like anything else that I have is just kind of reiterating the, the, the thoughts that I, I've already expressed. So I don't, I don't know that I really have anything new, new to share. Um, so I'm, I'm relinquishing the, the floor. Everything I wrote down, I have said out loud. And not just not just in your head. Nope. No, no. Getting things out really isn't my issue, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I did look up some like some reviews of this and I really liked Ebert's review because it said, like it's, magnific- like it's Magnificent Beast, the host is wild, crazy, messy, preposterous, and all the better for it. And I felt like that was such a great, succinct, succinct way to describe this film, uh, even if that is not the uh, way my other two hosts feel about it. Well, And I, I, I looked at, I read Manola Dargis's from the, the New York Times, and, and um, although some of Mr. Bong's action scenes here uh are the match of those in Jaws. He seems made of sterner stuff than Mr. Spielberg. He can seem just as cruel, readily putting children in mortal danger, but he doesn't share the American master's compulsive need for tidy endings. The host is a loose, almost borderline messy film, one that sometimes feels like a mashup of contrasting, at times warring movies, methods, and moods. Mr. Bong would as soon have us shriek with laughter as with fright, but it's precisely that looseness, that willingness to depart from the narrative straight and narrow, that makes the film feel closer to a new chapter than a retread. Which is so wonderfully said and so in line with you did, and I'm just like, not for me. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Which is, I won't hold it over your head. I promise. Maybe I will. I mean, you you can, and, you and can. the thing is, is like, it'll be like I'm okay with it. Like it's definitely an I'm okay with it. Um, 
but I'm so sad it's, as well. Ah, damn. I know. I'm sad. It's a bummer. For, but it's you know there there are always going to be films that are a bummer that we talk up so much and then you watch it and you think wow that yeah, we call that was the not treasure of the Sierra Madre. <laughs> okay, this is a lot better than that. I, no, I, I definitely, it, between the two of us, I was like, you got to watch one of these again next. I, it's the host, and it's not even close. 100%. I'm never going to watch The Treasure of the Sierra Madre again. If somebody ever asks me to, I'm going to flip them off and say, absolutely not. How dare you? I'm going to pay somebody to ask you just to see if you're flipping them <laughs> off and saying, how dare you? Oh, that would no be, problem. I mean, I have been I told that. multiple times that I need to uh, stop flipping people off. I don't, I don't actually flip a lot of people off. Just my mother. <laughs> It's like, uh, Brit, she Brit, flips me off first, though. Britt, we're going to need this report uh, on Tuesday. And by the way, uh, what do you think of the treasure of this era, Madra? I just love to be like, fuck you, buddy. Fuck <laughs> you. 100% no problem. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um. Oh. Okay. I think it's question time. Uh, Britt. Now, the, uh, now, so this is the other. Uh, it's like the flip of the question. So. Britt, do you think that the host should be put back into the book of a thousand and one movies you must see before you die? I do think it should be put back in specifically for the commentary of um, the American commentary. I think it's really important. And I was looking through the book and I was like, I don't see any other movie that's off the top of like just my brows that's really showcasing what we we saw in this movie. And so what what film are you are you saying should not be in the book in its in its stead? Oh, I'm I'm saying the film that um I think both of you are surprised I didn't say last time when we watched Drive, Joker. I don't want Joker in the book. I'd rather have the host ah, in the book. Okay. Okay. For, I for am far more interested in the commentary within this movie than in Joker. When you said Drive, I was about to like freak out because I thought I was like, oh God, I this podcast took a turn I didn't see coming, and now I'm mad. No, okay, that's fine. Joke. That's oh my god, no! Drive is Drive is great. I loved. I know that I went real hard against it, um, in in the episode, but I stand by. I stand by my comments. Oh, good. Yeah, and that that great. Joker out. It's out, and 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 Britt is putting in the host. Joey, do you think that the host should be put back into the book of a thousand and one movies you must see before you die? So, so next week, we're covering a lot of movies in which I, I would say yes. Um, but this, this ultimately, I'm, I'm falling on a no. Um, I like everything you said, Britt, and I, I, but I, it just didn't land enough. And then, you know, the second best father-daughter dynamic with the same father-daughter, I, I can't put that in. So no is where I landed on this, sadly. Yeah. I gave you a thumbs down while you were doing that. I'm kidding, though. That's perfectly valid and accurate. That's why you give me thumbs down all day. We gotta. It's funnier. I, and and I I agree with Joe. And I think for the, the kind of the same thing. I just think that there's. I, I don't know what it is yet because I, I'm I'm still a few Bong Joon Ho movies to see. But um, there is definitely an, another movie of his I'd rather have in the book over the host. You know what? If if we come to that, then there are there's definitely another movie by Bong Joon Ho that I think deserves to be in there more because it's one of the best movies ever. But well then, well that's well that well what a perfect so that's what we think about the teaser. Host. 
but but we'll obviously hash out more of this uh, next time we get together because we will be ranking all seven of Bong Joon-ho's feature films, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. The director rankings are always blasts um so uh but that's that was our episode on the host uh you can find us on 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 twitter and instagram and you can listen to us in all the places where we have podcasts uh and maybe the ones that don't exist yet but will when this episode comes out because i you know who knows they'll they get snatched up left and right um uh but uh uh we so next time you hear us we will be ranking all of bong joon ho's feature films but until then i am adam i am a very sad brit and I am still Joey. And yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, the ending is chaos. And we will see you next time for the Bong Joon Ho ring.